to retrieve his iPhone. The glow of its screen reflected briefly in his face and drew a frown that gathered between his eyes. He stared at it for a very long time before glancing, suddenly self-conscious, towards Neve and thrusting the phone back in his pocket. There was an exodus of passengers at the Gare du Nord, but a fresh influx of bodies from a crowded platform, and it was not until they got off at Châtelet-les-Alles that she was able to ask him about it. Bad news! He glanced at her as they climbed the steps to the street, and the same frown regrouped around the bridge of his nose. Bad news! Your email, or was it a text? Oh, that, no, nothing. He shrugged an uncomfortable indifference. Shall we get a taxi? The whisky shop Paris threw light out across the Place de la Madeleine, casting shadows among the trees in the gathering gloom. Inside it seemed unnaturally bright, hanging globes reflecting light from white walls, whisky bottles glowing amber on lines of glass shelves. The sweet smell of it permeated the air like perfume. A girl took their coats at the foot of the stairs, and they climbed to the reception room on the first floor. Harris Tweed Hebrides had imported two young island lads to provide the Celtic entertainment, and they stood in a corner, accordion and violin infusing the atmosphere like the whisky with a sense of home. Incongruous here in the heart of the French capital. Ruary accepted his whisky cocktail, but Neve was not in the mood for alcohol, and they stood self-consciously amidst the buyers and designers and agents, feeling oddly alien. Their hosts, after all, were really the competition, though they clearly didn't see themselves as such, and were happy to share a stand with Ranish Tweed at Première Vision. They were all Scots, weren't they? Islanders, selling the Hebrides as much as their cloth. Different markets, anyway. Ruri was examining his phone again. I'm going to have to go to the offices of YSL after we get back to the hotel. Why? Neve felt a cold mist close around her heart. Forgot to initial the contracts, he said. Head office won't process them until we do, and there's no time tomorrow. We've got an early flight. As if she didn't know. In any case, she didn't believe a word of it. Ruri had lunched with the buyer from Yves Saint Laurent earlier that day, or so he said, while she manned the stand. It was an important order, one of several they had secured at this year's Paris textile fair. Forgot to initial the contracts. She decided to test him. Want me to come with you? No. His response came just a little too fast. He tried to take the curse off it. Won't take long. I'll be back in no time. They were on the stairs to go, having stayed for what they deemed a respectable period of time, when the PR man called them back. You can't go yet, folks, he said. We're just about to draw the raffle. They had been given tickets when they arrived. The winning number, drawn from a hat, would secure Ian Lawson's extraordinary photo book, From the Land Comes the Cloth, a visual evocation of how the colours and patterns of Harris Tweed have drawn their inspiration from the landscape since the time islanders first began weaving it. A huge and weighty tome, it sold in special editions for around 200 euros. Harris Tweed Hebrides were clearly keen that it should end up in the hands of a favoured customer, but politeness had demanded that all their guests be included. And so smiles were fixed when it was Ruri's number that was drawn from the hat. Neve masked her embarrassment by suggesting they forgo their good fortune and offer the book back for another draw. 
but no one would hear of it, and now they sat either side of it in the taxi, where it had morphed into a physical manifestation of the barrier that seemed to have materialised between them. Ruri said, I'm glad they wouldn't take it back. I've always wanted that book. He could have bought it a hundred times over, but somehow had never got around to it. In the end it was luck that had delivered it into his hands, the same luck that would desert him in less than an hour. When their taxi dropped them outside the Crown Plaza in the Place de la République, darkness had fallen, and the nightly gathering of police trucks and vans was already lining itself up along the pavement. Armed officers in flak jackets stood around in groups, cradling automatic weapons and drawing on cigarettes. You could smell the smoke in the cool of the night, and sense the conflicting emotions of boredom and fear that stalked them, like the ghosts of both the terrorists and their victims, whose blood...